1: If you've followed me long enough, you know that I'm the founder of M1, a mastermind group. But what does that actually mean for you? It means that there's a group of 400 high achievers out there from all over the world walking the path to success and fulfillment in their lives together, helping each other accelerate their success through knowledge and networks, ready to help you take your life and business to greater heights. I'm really proud of the success stories, and I want to, one of yours be the next one if you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about then get on a call with my team at rockthomas.com forward slash vip call and get started today here are some of the quotes that you're going to get from my guest joni rogers who is the founder of singence which is a company that does direct selling mostly of women's makeup products here are some of the things that She said during my interview that you want to look out for problems are the bridge to the future. Practice being a problem solver. She gets excited by the challenge, which really sums up what entrepreneurship is about, is not looking for the easy path, but is understanding that we need to raise our energy when we come across a problem. In 2020, Joni was installed as a board member of the Direct Selling Education Foundation and the Orange County Business Journal named her one of the area's most influential business leaders and the owner of the largest women-owned business in the country. In 2018, she received the Direct Selling News Bravo Award and the Excellence in Entrepreneurship Award by the Orange County Business Journal. She is also the founder of Scene Gents nonprofit organization, The Make Sense Foundation, and is an active member of the Orange County Creek country communities. She is also the author of The Million Dollar Lips. So she's very passionate about helping people have home-based direct-selling businesses. She grew up in Oklahoma on a farm just like me, and she learned a whole bunch of beautiful lessons that translated into a company that has sold billions of dollars on the planet she runs the organization with her husband and her son and her youngest son is going to join the team soon so let's get to my interview with joni rogers i think you're going to find it a treat and uh, for men and women but maybe especially a little bit for women she's got such a beautiful balance of feminine energy yet um, you know a velvet hammer when it comes to business Such a great role model. I think you're going to love my chat with Joni Rogers. And welcome to the podcast, Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life, Joni. I'm thrilled to have you here.
0: I am thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm excited because you are really the quintessential entrepreneur. And I want to really take the listeners back to, we talked offline a little bit about how it took you five years to write your your business plan. And I think a lot of people in the world today, they want instant gratification and they want quick success. And I, I like to believe that success, you know, fast success is slow success. So could you talk to that a little bit for, for our listeners? Well, if anyone discovers how to do fast success, let me know. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, um, it took five years for me to write this business plan because I realized I was in a unique situation though. Let me first explain that um, like like hundreds of thousands of women, I found myself almost at 40 years old, um, a single mother with absolutely no assets to my name. Mm. Everything that my husband and I had built uh, was in his name and uh, gee, it was a surprise to me to be at that time in life. Um, And so when I found myself a single mother, I moved into a girlfriend's house who cared for me and my son, and I decided I had absolutely nothing to lose. So I was going to uh, learn about how to create a company that was perfect for me, assuming that if it was perfect for me, it would be perfect for other women. So it took a long time for me to figure out what it is I didn't know about building a company. And I went to uh, courses, I took classes, I went to seminars uh, and began to log all this information about the kind of departments you had to build, about the expenses that were involved. I was appalled that you actually had to spend money on desks and chairs for people to sit at to be employees at your company. So. Uh, to make a long story short it really did take about five years of uh, all kinds of research and studies and computations to figure out if this idea that i had uh had legs
1: yeah i love the way you describe that because i think a lot of people come out of traditional education and they don't know what they don't know and the world of business is a language it's a language of itself It's financial statements, it's sales department, it's marketing, it's it's human resources, hiring, firing, leading meetings. And a lot of people are not trained to any great degree there. So five years in the making, you got clear. And so then what happened? What was your next step?
0: Uh, Well, and let me mention that along the way, and even still today,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I have to tell you what I hear mostly is why I can't do something. Okay. Oh, here's a a challenge. Let's find how we can get beyond that challenge and find a way to make it work. It's always a, you can't do it. You can't do that. This won't work, that won't work. And let me tell you, there's nothing more that makes me more irritated than that.
1: And fired up probably too.
0: Oh my gosh, just say that to me and... uh, Challenge accepted. Right. right. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, as as we were, you know, uh, finding where our stumbling blocks could be, and one of the reason it took so long was to find ways to go around what those uh, complications uh, seem to be, and the things that it seems they teach most people in school why they can't do things. Right. Very interesting to uh, start some kind of college courses and uh, begin the conversation with, let's find how this can work.
1: Yeah, so we've all heard that you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So I'm sure you surround yourself with great people and you work with your husband and one of your children and your next child will probably come along also and, and work on the team. How, all the people that were telling you that it's impossible, which is, by the way, is just an opinion, um, and that it can't work. Who were these people?
0: You know, the people who told me it can't work. I can't even tell
1: you their names anymore. Oh, just give me the like. Were they were they friends, family, were they neighbors, were they industry, oh. individuals? Just give me a category.
0: Oh, let me see. They were. Um, Capital investors, potential capital investors. They were uh, definitely family, absolutely friends, and uh, chemists and scientists, believe
1: mm,
0: it. Wow. Uh, because they hadn't, you know, they hadn't approached the problem and, and looked for different ways
1: to resolve the issues and the challenges. So what, what, what would you say, because this is such a great point, there's so many people that are afraid of the unknown, they're afraid of what hasn't been proven yet, they, they get stopped by not knowing how. As soon as it's not clear, they're like, oh, that, I don't know how that works, and they get frozen, and it stops people from success. What ingredient do you have that says, okay, I will defy this? I will find a way, there must be a way. And you may have to try 10,000 ways like Edison, but you're determined. Where does that hunger and passion come from? Well, you
0: just said it. I literally imagine Edison or any other inventor who uh, had a challenge. And and of course, we, we always think about, we've heard many stories about how problems are bridges to the future. So I imagine building that bridge piece by piece by piece and just... Um, adding one brick, uh, one slab of uh, cement, whatever material I'm using uh, at a time to get closer and closer to the other side of figuring out that solution. And that to me is exciting, actually finding, I get excited when something becomes a challenge because as you know, um, uh, as you get used to finding solutions solutions come easier and easier and easier because you're practicing uh, uh, being a problem solver so when you actually run into a problem that's so big that it makes you sit down and think okay how can we overcome this and what are the group of people that i need to gather together to make this happen it's really exciting
1: so i jotted down a bunch of things here that i love is problems are the bridge to the future i get excited when it's a challenge which by the way is a mark of a champion and practice being a problem solver what meaning do you give to overcoming these, what other people have said are insurmountable. What is the thought you have? Is it like, I want to stand out? Is it, I want to change the world? I want to add value. I want to prove. What is is the inner narrative? I'm curious. Well, the overall goal
0: is to make a contribution. I know, and I have specific information and have since I was a child, that I'm here for X amount of time. And I was actually sent here to do a job. And trust me, every single day I wake up and I do that job because I do not want to come to the end of this and and have someone ask me, and they will, did you do your job? Mm. I'm going to say, yes, I did to the best of my ability. Some days, I have to admit, I wasn't as powerful. I wasn't as directed as I should have been, but... In the time, on the day, given the this whole lifespan, I did the best that I could.
1: Yeah, and I think there needs to be grace and forgiveness because we are human. We are variable, and it's one of the lessons I've I've learned is that as humans, we will have good days and bad, but we will also have good weeks and bad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we will also have good months and bad, and sometimes good years yes. and bad, and it's the people around us that show us patience and forgiveness that, that end up sticking with us the longest time, and um, that's not a lesson that always comes when you're young and impatient. So no. that makes sense and, to you as well.
0: And you know, absolutely, I've had all those. I've experienced all of them—days, weeks, months, years—and and I do have to say about the people around you. I was very fortunate in that um, I sought, prayed, whatever, however you'd like to position that for people uh, to meet who would have the same heart and passion that I had. And from the very beginning, I have had, of course, my husband who I met in year one uh, as I was building the company and then uh, a man who was to become our president Um, who was also our chief legal officer, and a couple other women who are still with us today, all these people are still with us, who became that core group. There were five of us and we could, we learned to trust one another and to actually make decisions on behalf of each other in the different areas that we are all in charge of. And we all worked with the same kind of love and passion and commitment and resolve to make a contribution um uh in this effort because we knew we could see each one of us could see how unique and special this this movement was this product was and the opportunity that it
1: brought uh those who were choosing to participate yeah beautiful speed of trust is a beautiful thing um how many how many people are in your organization uh, well employees I think
0: we have over three, we have between three and 400 employees. I'm trying to think we have an Oklahoma uh, uh, division. We're in 17 countries uh, and of course we're in California. Um, I think we have a couple hundred, maybe 250 in California. So we have between three and 400 employees. We have about a hundred thousand distributors. Wow represent this product line and sell the product to end consumers.
1: And what are your gross sales approximately annually?
0: You know, we're privately owned, so we don't actually say that out loud. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. How can you give us perspective as to, um, and the reason I say it is I want people to be encouraged at what's possible to create. We've
0: We've sold billions.
1: Okay. So billions of dollars worth of sales. You've created over 100,000 opportunities for individuals to have a home-based business and to do something that they're passionate about. Is is there, um, as there's usually an 80-20 rule, are many of the people part-time? <clears throat> part-time, I imagine most of them are part-time versus this is a full-time thing.
0: I would say 95% of our distributors are part-time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, about 5% are full-time career distributors. The majority of our distributors um, work on a very part-time basis to supplement their income, uh, to maybe pay the electric bill or the gas bill or buy Christmas gifts. Sure. Whereas our full-time distributors are, of course, those you know high-ranking distributors that you hear of that exist in the world of direct sales. If you're willing to do the work, you know, yeah. people, some people have a misgiving that if you join a, mis- a a direct sales company, all of a sudden you're going to make a ton of money. And if someone comes to me and says that about my company, I will direct them elsewhere because this is not something that happens magically. You have to work for it. Like you would any other career. You really have to be laser focused and build uh your your business um step at a time one piece of structure at a time uh if you have an uh, intent to make it long lasting
1: how many products do you have
0: we have about 400 SKUs. wow uh, do you know exactly what our product is
1: well i i know it's in a makeup line that's all i really know
0: here watch my lips
1: yeah, I, I read up about that, that for 18 hours it can stay on and it has three layers, I think, to it if I remember correctly. Is that accurate? That is accurate. We opened the company with six
0: colors. Right. Now this is a patented, long-lasting color. It's not only in the lip color, it's also in all my makeup. Oh, wow. No brows, mascara. We introduced to the cosmetic space long-lasting color and part of my business plan was that if color uh is going to stay on your face all day long then it better help make your skin more beautiful mm. we were the very first to not only introduce long-lasting color technology into the cosmetic space but that long-lasting color technology is also anti-aging skincare. So along with the basic skincare and then application of color for the day, you have 24 hour anti-aging skincare on your
1: face. Now, aren't the other um, companies, aren't you a disruptor for some of the other makeup companies because that they like people to consume and have to apply all day long, no?
0: You know, I hadn't thought about that, uh, disrupting in that way. I just knew that, of course, we, we gained market share that probably used to belong to them. Right. But it is true that uh, our products last a long time. So the consumer uh, gets more value when they buy our product because they don't have to reapply during the day.
1: Well, for those of you that, um, that can't see the screen, Joni looks absolutely fabulous. She's got Thank a you. beautiful skin, beautiful face. Um, Tell us about um, Million Dollar Lips.
0: It's a book that I wrote. um, Honestly, I've written 11 manuals for the company and for our distributors to read. uh, As I used to be in direct sales myself, I was in the field. I built a sales force. I uh, worked for another cosmetic company and loved it, loved the industry. That's why I wanted to go into direct sales. And I found that having written those 11 manuals for our distributors to read and learn uh, the lessons that I had learned, they weren't reading it. They didn't really like reading the manuals. So I thought, okay, I'll write a book. And this book is actually the basics for a direct seller in story form.
1: Oh, nice. That's beautiful. People love stories. Um, tell us a little bit what it's like working with your son, Alan, as chief experience officer. and What does that mean?
0: Well, it means that um, the title um, actually gives him uh, the privilege of researching any part of the company that he deems is necessary that needs to be improved upon. Mm. So he'll take a look, you know, behind the wall, under the covers, and uh, discover all the ways in which it can be made better. And the interesting thing is he finds topics or subjects that I would never think of that turn out to be pretty darn important. And he makes them significant and more meaningful to either our distributors or our employees, one or the other. So for that, um, I'm very proud of him. My husband, is really the man who makes the all the, the wheels turn. He was completely in charge of operations and anything that I thought would be a benefit to our sales force, uh, he would make happen.
1: That's beautiful. I love the fact it's a family business. Tell me a little bit about some of the people that have influenced you in your life, some of your mentors.
0: One, Mary Kay Ash. She... Um, Uh, pave the way to make it possible for me to see how powerful it is to give women an opportunity to uh, work out of their home and uh, still stay at home and take care of their children and fix dinner for husband uh, when he came home. You know, they're just because we choose to live our life in that way doesn't mean that we're any less intelligent or any less ambitious. We just have different priorities. So Mary Kay Ash really paved the way uh, for uh, to allow women to know that there was another option other than working in an office and being away from your family 10 and 12 hours a day. So I fell in love with direct sales uh, through her, now Tony Robbins was uh, has been instrumental in, of course, um, personal development. In that, I think Tony's real magic is that he, when you go to his events, it gives you the time that you normally wouldn't take to do some self analysis and figure out what's working, what isn't working, what do you need to know, what do you need to improve upon. Um, Stop thinking those ridiculous things that aren't real and and really work on yourself so you can get out of your own way and, and succeed and, and fly with those dreams that you have and find that it is possible for you to find solutions to uh, any challenges you have. And then um, I have to give a huge amount of credit to my stepfather uh, who just passed within the month, by the way. and. He opened the door to business uh, for me at the age of 15 in a way that very few, few girls for sure ever get to see. And that was um, I got to stand by his side and work with him day in, day out as he was building uh, Save on Drugs from uh, about 15 stores to over 300 uh, save on then sold to American stores, to Osco, and is now CVS. And we, I, from a very young age, I got to work with, um, you know, the likes of the presidents and vice presidents of Sharing Plough and Kogay Palmolive and Mead Johnson, uh, because they were there on the premises helping to create the schematics and the floor plans, because in the day, that's how they solely sold their products. And that was an amazing education
1: I like that I like that nice little you know different areas of your life that allowed you to be strategic and also have a strong psychology and um, and the belief from your stepfather about the possibility that's great Um, what would you say uh, now with all the experience you have what would you say to yourself when you were starting the business what were some of the lessons that might've been useful for you to have known there had it been possible?
0: Well, the the main thing that sticks out in my mind is I wish I would have had more confidence uh, 20 years ago about how our company has helped change lives. You know, I, I think that confidence only, comes, uh, only came with time And one example after another. But had I had more confidence, I think I could have been a stronger voice in the beginning and probably helped even more people uh, uh, create the resolve that they needed to stick with it and uh, to help build um, a wonderful career, uh, just as many, many of our original distributors have done and who are still with us. But I think I could help more women do that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Was there ever a moment when you thought, or you considered quitting? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: many. <laughs> Even you know, as 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 um, as the um, social unrest of this past summer
1: mm-hmm.
0: was happening, and uh, you know, I was attacked on. From many different angles, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? <laughs> so yes, but you know, I've I'm very fortunate in that I have a very tight knit group of people who help support me emotionally uh, in times where I need it. Particularly, my husband, I lean on him a lot, and he is the voice of reason uh, who can talk me through these things uh, and and why people say certain things. Um, uh, and it's mostly just through misunderstandings.
1: So I teach something called uh, support, encourage, and challenge. I believe it's a formula, a little bit like Mary Kay Ash, Tony Robbins, and your stepfather, stepfather, you know, this magic in threes. I think we all need support at times. We all need encouragement and we all need to be challenged. And I believe that if it's not handed out the proper dose, failure is inevitable. In other words, if there's too much challenge without support and encouragement, people can get discouraged. How important would you say the play of encouragement is in the ecosystem of success?
0: I would say 95%. Yeah. It's huge. In fact, I don't think I would have set out to write a business plan had it not been for a friend who lives here in Oklahoma uh, um, and his encouragement for me to do it. And he believed that if I wrote a business plan and, and stepped through and followed through that I would succeed. And I can't tell you how many times I fell back on that memory of him actually saying that. And that was the only uh, memory or the only bit of encouragement that i had that saw me through difficult times
1: i love the depth of your brain fell back on that memory so beautiful um like me you grew up in a rural area on a farm um and tell me a little bit about some of the lessons that we get growing up on a farm that later serve us well i remember uh, of course, living through
0: the tough seasons, of course, winter. And when I was a little girl, we had really heavy winters, huge snow drifts uh, here in Oklahoma. And so it was difficult for, we had cow, cows and pigs, and it was difficult for them to, you know, weather uh, the storm, but we always knew uh, spring was around the corner. Mm-hmm. My grandfather uh, taught me a very important lesson Uh, which was one day he allowed a huge tarantula to crawl onto his boot and uh, up his jean leg, but he was holding the back of his jean leg very tight so the tarantula couldn't crawl between the boot and the jean. And I was freaking out because I just knew that grandpa was going to get hurt. And he said, Joni Ray, uh, you need not be afraid of anything if you prepare for it.
1: Ooh.
0: And, and that stuck with me like glue. There's, I'm fairly fierce, uh, fearless, fearless uh, because of that lesson. I, in fact, I couldn't name a fear for you uh, if I had to, other than of course, you know, kid stuff, things that might happen to your children, those kind of things. Yeah. But they, you know, out in the world, business, other people, I, I I have no fears.
1: That's beautiful. I love that. Okay, as we're winding up, I have another big question for you is, we live in a world where there's, um, you know, there's women's equality, there's there's all this opportunity for, for women to be in the working world and to... You know, change what fifty years ago was. You know, the mom's home for when the kids came home. And how do you feel about that whole industry? And how important do you think it is for um, women to be able to? I, I think it's it's difficult on both sides. Men now are expected to be more. You know, change the diapers and do the grocery shopping and to be empathetic and and soft and all that's beautiful. And women are expected to be able to put on a hat of business and then come home and put on the hat of a mother. How, how do we navigate through all of that without losing ourselves? Well,
0: I, I probably don't think like most women in this way. I love being feminine. I love having my chair pulled out for me and my car door opened and doors opened. I love being treated like the lady that I am and I want my man to be a manly man. Now, that's not to say that I can't sit down and have a conversation about finances with my husband or that he didn't very much take part in helping to change the diapers of now our 13 year old uh, youngest son. But I, I uh, I am not a woman's liver. I do think that women can be feminine in the workplace. I don't think that women Uh, the majority of women want to be the CEO of a publicly held company. This rule about putting a female on every board, I think is a huge mistake because you're forcing the um, uh, the end result uh, to uh, a point where that you are not able to choose the best person for the board just because of their sex. Um, The pool of women to choose from who want to be the CEOs of a publicly held company is very small, much smaller than men. And it's smaller because women, a lot of women don't want to make those choices. A lot of women don't want to work 18 to 20 hours a day, um, you know, 12 months out of the year and be away from their family and husband and aren't aren't willing to make those kind of sacrifices. So I think we need to, all take a step back. And instead of forcing the rule, allow people to be who they choose to be.
1: So well said. Now, I have witnessed, you know, my own experience is, and the reason I brought it up is because I I experience you as this, this strong businesswoman, but yet so elegantly feminine. And so many women that I have experienced that have become a little bit hurt, and um, and they they they've been rewarded for doing well in the business world, and it's this difficulty in their relationship. How have you managed to, to um, balance that? Because you've built an empire, which requires a lot of what we call masculine characteristics, decision-making, uh, focus, um, being on point, looking at numbers and things. So I'm really curious, how did how you manage to navigate through that?
0: To be honest, my husband and I work it together as a partnership. And, and my president is part of that too. I get to be the feminine voice and the feminine touch of the company. I get to be uh, the loving, sweet person that I am naturally because that's who I am. So mm-hmm. I get to be who I am. And if something is not, something's going down that it's not a part of my nature or is against my nature to enforce, then my husband and my president will take that responsibility on and see to it that it is in fact in force. I don't have to do it. Now I know that that is a privilege that I have because it's you know it's our company, it's my company, and not all women have the uh, have the opportunity to do that. And and for that I feel badly for them because sometimes they are forced into a role. That, they, that becomes very unnatural to them. But I also think that's part of the choices that they're making um, as a career. Now, in our particular situation, I think that the way that my husband and I operate is very appealing to the kind of women who join my company. They mostly are uh, mothers and uh, taking care of their children, or they have full-time jobs and they're trying to supplement their income and they're working with their husbands who are their partners and they enjoy watching the relationship uh, and learning from the relationship between my husband and I and how I am able to maintain uh, a feminine loving role uh, within our, our, our power wheel of uh how we operate both in a personal uh way privately within our home and our own personal communication and how we can transition that to have a loving business relationship as well
1: beautiful so lovely if somebody would like to um join your organization become a distributor um, or consume the product what is the best way for them to get touch Go to CineGents.com and they'll learn
0: everything they would ever want to know about the company and our product line. And they can find their nearest distributor uh, through that same website and call them up or email them, FaceTime them, Facebook them, whatever they'd
1: like to do and ask them questions. Beautiful. So we'll have, of course, all of that in the show notes so that people can uh, follow through with that. Um, What a pleasure to meet you and to hear about your vision and how you've created this beautiful company. My last question will be this is, this has been a a very, very interesting year on the planet for all of us. Um, What have you learned? And what are you going to take away from all of the interesting um, things that have occurred on the planet this year? Wow,
0: that is a big question. So First, let me answer it from um, our business perspective. And that is that we, again, felt so blessed and honored in that we were ready and we didn't even know we were ready. Uh, We were ready because our 17 countries are all connected and we were used to doing uh, corporate meetings almost every hour on the hour, five days a week from one country to the next, from one department to the next. And then our distributors, uh, do business through social media. So our distributors were mostly connected. Now we have uh, distributors who had their um, businesses established in that they were doing face-to-face, but they set, simply pivoted to doing face-to-face over FaceTime or Zoom or you know Facebook Rooms, whatever that was. Um, and then we were already connected the office and corporate and sales and marketing with our distributors online. So we just kicked it up. We stepped it up and we communicated with them uh, in a not only a corporate way, not only daily trainings, but all of our executives took a day uh, of the week and we talked to them on a personal basis. Level in a way where we never had. And I wrapped it up every Sunday with a message to our sales force. And the beautiful thing about that was we got to engage with a much greater percentage of our distributors than we ever had. And I talked to them every single day in a way where that I hadn't been able to for 10 years. So it's given us a chance to get to know one another again on a personal level. Uh, my whole family uh, flew into our ranch uh, right outside of Tulsa in Sapapa, Oklahoma, and I got to spend more time with my boys and and their close friends. We had some family friends here on the ranch with us uh, as we were doing stay-at-home, and it was such a beautiful period of time for us just to be a family together, start a garden, go fishing, you know, all those little things that you get to do after work hours, Uh, because the families together they're not going anywhere and we realized how many places we don't need to go and how much we love being together so both on a professional level we were
1: very blessed and um, a personal level as well Joni Rogers what a treat what a blessing thank you so much for your mission and for being committed to uh show up and do your job on this planet and to do it so well thank you for joining us on rock your money rock your life for all all of you that are listening you can um you can now recognize that it does take some work to make your dream come true but in the end it really is worth it and you get to affect a lot of lives like Joni so go for it grab life big Joni thank you so much parting word quote statement something for the group choose to live life in love and abundance, and work for it. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Joni. And we'll see you all on the next episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life.
0: So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.